temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Going to head down to uh, Florida right now and welcome in an old friend of mine, one of the great teammates of the New York Mets over the years. I've said that many times, as a matter of fact. Cliff Floyd is going to hop on board with us now. Cliffy, Eddie C. here, how are you? Good, man. How you been? <laughs> I've been okay. I've been all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. <laughs> It has been a while, as a matter of fact. Yes. But you got the you got yes. the Mets today on the uh, thirty for thirty. You guys are doing the thirty for thirty tour down uh, MLB throughout the camps down in Florida, and uh, it's the Mets day today. Yeah, it's a little weird, you know. About th- I still think the network has done a terrific job, you know, with uh, obviously with everything going on in our world and with COVID and trying to get our normalcy back. Is you know, it's always better to be you know um at camp and and getting a chance to be face to face and and doing some demos for the fans and all that but Mm -hmm. um to make do with the network with this you know which um you know you have the the infield you have you have the opportunity to do some demos and so on and so forth you know still allows the fans to 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 get a good in-depth of what their team is going to be like you know for for the course of the season what uh, have have you noticed with with the players this year? Is is the comfort level a little bit better? Um, you know, a year into this COVID world that we that we're all learning how to deal with. Yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest thing for me, EC, is um, you know the you know when, when you talk about um, understanding what's going on, accountability, and and knowing you know if you want your livelihood to continue the way that you've had in the past and you don't want any, you know, any interruptions, you have to follow protocols. I think, you know, I think the leagues are, are, are playing copycat and, you know, find out what other leagues are doing that's working and what other leagues are doing that's not working and so on and so forth. And, and putting those sort of protocols in place to make everybody, you know, feel safe. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not about how many games you get in and, 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 and all this stuff It's first and foremost, the health, and the safety of everyone. So right. mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, you seeing guys, you know, take the precautions that they need and, um, you know, you want everybody to go out and have a great year and, and, and have fun and, and be competitive, but you also want everybody to be safe so we can give some normalcy back. You know, it, it's interesting, Cliff. I the, Just how I feel, you know, it, it, it makes me nervous when I see states like Texas and Mississippi, you know, uh, yeah, undoing undoing the mask mandates and that, but and and I'm not one to rush into getting a lot of fans back. But it's interesting in talking to the players; they they've missed 
the fans and they love the fans being back. And if you can do it safely, I think, I think it's great. Um, I, I guess if I had a choice, I probably would say, let's, let's wait a little longer and then maybe we can have more fans come in and, and be safer in that regard. But how, how have you found the, the players, you know, with, with that whole thing? It, it seems like most of the players just uh, have been dying to get the fans back and just get, you know, some feedback, I guess, uh, instead of the canned noise that they listened to all last year. I mean, that's the reason we play. I mean, you know, the fans give us the energy and, and it keeps us going and whether it's good or bad, you know, whether you're on the road and you're getting booed or whether you're at home and you're getting cheered. Um, it, it's, it's all vibes that, you know, you go out there and, um, it pumps you up, it gets you going, it gets the blood, you know, you know, pumped and, and, and flowing. And, you know, it, it, it keeps you energized throughout the whole season. That's what it's all about, whether you have 8,000 or, or 80,000. So, um, you know, but this is this is where, you know, you all, you know, everybody has to dig deep. Um, not from, you know, not from a player standpoint, but from our standpoint, from everybody's standpoint, fans, um, the public, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's times where, you know, we just have to be smart. And whether you like the mask, you know, or, or not, um, whether <laughs> right. you want mandated or not, um, this, these are scary times. And um, if we're going to get better, you know, when you think about it and you talk to some doctors and, and they're going, look, there's a lot of asymptomatic people out there that's really, you know, that just don't know they're sick. And then there you go, 25 people infected. Like that, that, that stuff is scary. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, all the players are just saying, look, let's figure this out. Like you said, you see, let's take our time. Um, a little bit longer won't hurt as hell. We went this long. So let's figure yep. it out and get it back right. And then mm-hmm. once it's right, then you can have 50,000 or whatever the case may be. So um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just uncertain. But I think we're, we're handling it the best we can. And when I say we, you know, I'm a part of that because I feel like, my accountability pays a big part, just like everybody else. No question. MLB Network's Cliff Floyd with us here on The Fan. The Mets are the team today. And uh, uh, let me start with uh, the shortstop, Francisco Lindor, and also Carrasco coming across in that uh, trade as yeah. well. Your your thoughts on that and, and what uh, – it this guy has been a revelation since uh, since coming over. He's he's helping to coach uh, the rest of the infield and uh, there early. Uh, you know he's he's taken over a leadership role pretty quickly and uh, and kind of kind of naturally too. It just it seems to come natural to him, Cliff. Yeah, I think he's welcomed as as as, as best you could possibly do it, man. This, you know, New York is different, and I mean that in an unbelievable yeah. great well, you way. Know. Absolutely, and I yeah. know firsthand, you know, the accountability and everything, the responsibility and things that go along with, um, look, show up and and give your all. And that's all that's asked So, you know, when, when when you see him come in, you see all, I mean, every day it's a post about him. Every day he has something coming out, whether it's New Balance, you know, <laughs> you know, addition or whatever the case may be. That That is all, that goes along with why you get to New York. So I, I don't care if he hasn't gotten a hit yet in spring. I don't care. But when you think about what he, you know, the responsibilities and accountabilities of getting there early, understanding what's, what's expected of him, um, that's going to take the pressure off of him throughout the whole season because he's going to go through ruts just like everybody else. I mean, you look at this. Yeah, he, he's a superstar, but he's going to struggle at times. But I think he understands it at a young age that, look, 
this is where he needed to be. And I think he's going to capitalize off of it. I think the whole city is going to love him just, they, just like they love B-Right. And it's going to be a, a happy marriage. I really just I, I believe that. I, I, I believe it, too. I, I think, you know, it's interesting because everybody who comes to New York, Piazza, you name it, you know, always seems to struggle at first uh, with the expectations, whatever, too much pressure and all that. Uh, to me, I, I don't if there's a guy who can break that mold, it seems to me like it might be Lindor. You know, it, not a lot seems to bother him. He's, he's kind of carefree and uh, goes about his business every day and, uh, you know, approaches things a certain way. And that's whether he's yeah. in Cleveland or New York. And that, that's uh, that, I think that's a great sign. And I, I, I think he's going to be a guy that might might not be affected. It, it may just blow right by him. Well, he won't be affected. You see, I think the biggest thing is just getting comfortable, right? Like um, pressure bust pipes. I, and I think pressure worries guys who don't really truly believe in their ability, but you kind of see it one year and you don't see it the next. And you're like, well, he's not really that, you know, it's not about um, not having the, cons- you know, uh, confidence. It's just consistent confidence. And when you watch Lindor, you know, yeah, he played in Cleveland. And, and there might be speculation out there about, well, he played in a small market that didn't, you know, fans just love him, whether he did good or bad. Now he's coming up to New York, they'll boo you out of the stadium. That's not the case with him. Well, I, I just think he believes in his ability so much. that, And I've never cared about spring training stats, believe me. I don't care mm-hmm. if you hit if you hit a buck or, or 95 cent in spring. It don't matter to me. You know, squaring the baseball, having good at bats, playing good D. You already mentioned, um, you know, him just being um, able to take over the leadership role. All those things matter to me. And that allows me to go into the season feeling good. Oh, and by the way, health. Everybody got to go to you know to the season healthy. Right. So if he's healthy day one, then you 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 won as far as spring training and sort of getting him off on the right foot. Yep. Uh, Cliff Floyd, our guest, MLB as the thirty for thirty. The Mets are the uh, are the subject today. Degrom threw yesterday. I'm sure that uh, you know. When, when you look at DeGrom and you see him throwing 100 miles an hour as he gets older or whatever, you say, what, what is this guy drinking here? What is, the, what is going on? But, yeah, he, uh, I, I'd say Jake is fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me because you know, I, I know he's getting older, but at the same time, the innings haven't added up for him, and he just seems to get stronger. And the, the 100 is effortless, too. This is not a, not a strain. So uh, perfect mechanics, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's working for him. Well, I think when you watch him, and not being a pitcher, but listen to these cats in the, in the studio talk about mechanics and about how effortless. Lee, he, he, he can get the ball to the plate and so on and so forth. You right. see, it boils down to understanding what you need to do uh, to the opposition when you're facing them, meaning that you know when you know when you have to have your most effective pitches. You know when not to take off anything, but when you have to go at certain guys in, 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 in a lineup so you can keep your pitch count down. He understands pitching. And, and, and you know, the ice on the kick is he throws 100. But to understand the pitching aspect and understand what he needs to do throughout the game to keep him in the game six, seven innings is just unbelievable to watch. And I think that's the one thing that all these young pitchers need to watch when they're looking at Jake is, look, look how he goes through a lineup. He understands that if he's facing the Braves, Acuna Jr., he has to come out and maybe throw a first-pitch curveball. He can mm-hmm. do that. 
when you're mm-hmm. facing Freddie Freeman. You can't just pump fastballs, at, you know, 100 miles an hour middle into Freddie. He'll 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 yep. click you out the ballpark. So mm-hmm. when you're watching Jake and how he's matured, that's the one thing I sort of appreciate. It's just how he sort of just goes through lineups and makes sure that he doesn't allow the big boys to hurt him, and then he he molds down the guys that he knows he should. Yeah, it's, it's it kind of reminds me of of Ron Darling talking about it a little bit. You know, he had so many outs that he had to get in the game. Be a twenty seven if he you know thought about it, or maybe I'm not getting twenty seven. I'm only getting twenty one today. But each yeah. out, you know, he just taken and he put it in the basket. Okay, this I have to get this guy out this way, and bingo. That uh, you take it piece by piece and and look at it yeah. inning, by, inning by inning. And uh, and uh, Jake always does a great job of bearing down when guys are on base too. Uh, you know, and keeping those runs off the board, and uh, and that makes him, I guess, a little bit special in that, in that regard. Yes. Yeah. Well, he is special, and, you know, that I, I think when you have – and that's why I always talk about having an ace. And yes, you know, every once in a while you can go through – and I don't know how often we've seen it, you see, where you, you go through a season, you don't have a prototypical ace, right? Um, but you have some top-tier guys, which is not ace quality. Well, they, you know, Jake and some of these other guys make – the other, you know, other guys in rotations job that much easier in my, in my you know, mm-hmm. sort of how I dissect these rotations, meaning that you don't have that pressure, but it's not like you get complacent. You just are not in a position where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling that heat. You know, if you have a four game losing streak and Jake spot comes around, you got a good, you know, you got a good chance of stopping that losing streak. So all mm-hmm. these things help when you look at this team and you're missing one of your dudes and Noah Syndergaard, who's recovering from Tom John. So I, I really like the rotation. I do. I think the rotation is solid. Um, I think David Peterson earned his, his spot. Um, I think when, when you look at, you know, some of the things they've done this offseason, to me, you shorten the game. I think Rojas has some good options as far as bullpen. So, look, you got to go through the Braves. I do believe that. But I think they're right there chopping at the bit to, to do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you. That's um, Did you like uh, what you saw from Diaz uh, last year? He he had a bounce back year. He seemed more comfortable. now. And some people would say, too, hey, there weren't fans in the stands, whatever. He didn't have the negative feedback that he had from the year before when he was giving up ninth inning home runs. I don't know if that affected him or not. But uh, he seemed to be a different pitcher last year. Well, you know, and, and I guess when you look at September, he was good, right? Yeah, um, true. Yeah, and, and he finished well. And I think that's the last impression you always want to have, especially if your organization is looking at a guy who's who's been spectacular early in his career. And I, I don't I don't know if you ever just get back and go, well, how do you get back to Seattle when he was amazing off the charts and, you know, mm-hmm. the best in the league? I don't think you think about that. I think you think about where he's at right now and how the ball is coming off the fingertips. Does it look like it has confidence? Does it look like it's going to be darting across the plate, doing some of the things you saw in the past? Is mechanics the same? Maybe the mechanics are not the same, but I need his confidence to be bigger than the, the, the mechanics. So, you know, 96 with movement that we saw in the past or 98 or whatever, um, you just need the confidence to be there. And I think that in my opinion, will propel him to be um, the the pitcher he was in, in, you know, before. But baby steps. Take what he did last year in September, carry it over, and hopefully 
you know, because you're going to have some fans in the stands. But, you know, I don't think fans are no fans. He still got to go out there and produce and get these mm-hmm. guys in the box not feeling confident because that's the thing. You see, the guys in the box were like, wait a minute, he's not the same dude in Seattle. I got a chance. Well, yeah. he has to get those guys feeling uncomfortable again. Mm-hmm. Cliff Floyd of the MLB Network, our guest here, Ed Coleman on the fan. We'll take it till uh, Yankee baseball coming your way with the Phillies. They take on the Phillies at Steinbrenner Field today, and uh, 1255 we'll head there. Um, you had a, a, a sweet swing, uh, Cliff. I always used to love watching you hit um, Conforto last year. Uh, speaking of sweet swings, um, I, I, th- I think he busted out last year. I, th- I think he's ready for big things. Tell me, tell me what you see with him, uh, and can this guy take, take the next step? He's already a pretty good player. I think we know that. But uh, can he take the next step uh, up? Absolutely, man. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't just throw out absolutely because, you know, it's just the right thing to say. So you know me. Um, you know, when, when you watch guys and how – um, they compete, and and what gets them consistently competing the way they need to compete is all around play. And to play every day and not be a platoon only hitting against righties, you have to hit against lefties. And that's one of the toughest things, obviously for me, I know, um, is to do is hitting lefties every single time you get opportunity. And that's the only way to play every day. And when he was able to keep that front shoulder in and make those adjustments, he immediately just – threw him into that, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's an all-star. He, he's about to be that player um, that gets that long-term, you know, extension or whatever the case may be and be and become one of those cornerstones for that team. So watching him, how 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 calm, cool, and collective, the adjustments he makes at the plate, while they're subtle, they're enough for him to be the type of player where he you, you're not going to be able to get him out consistently. You can't make mm-hmm. mistakes. If you make mistakes, I'm going to make you pay. And then when lefties come in, whether you bring in a lefty specialist or not, he's still going to be able to, you know, go on, on deck circle and confidently not look back to the dugout and worry ever again about being, you know, pinch hit for. So those things leave your mind as far as, you know, a platoon player. Now he's, now he's going to be in that conversation of can he be a star, can he be an all-star, and I think that's the conversation we'll have moving forward. Mm-hmm. I always worry about them defensively. Um, I, I think they're a little better defensively. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. McCann behind the plate. Lindor is there. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about Springer, obviously, in the offseason. He's not here, but they did get some defensive guys in Pilar and Almora to, to help out in the, in the outfield. Are, are they better or can they be better defensively, Cliff? I think they th- – to me, this is where you have to – and I always say this about defense, if you don't have that guy who's um, flying all around, diving all around, doing some of the things, you know, you, you, you would think mm-hmm. George Springer would do, whatever the case may be, you have to just position well, EC. That's what it's all about. I mean, you can catch the ball. You're at the big league level. If you position guys well and work on getting jumps, I'm not worried about the defense. I'm gotcha. more worried about you catching the ball in the middle of the infield and making sure you turn double plays and not have extra pitches for the, for the pitch. I've always thought that way. I look at the outfield. I'm not worried about. It. I think Don Smith is going to going to be fine and left. I think you know when you, when, when you look at um, Conforto and, and, and Nemo and uh, they're, they're, that it's going to it's going to work itself out. I think you just have to be in, you know in the right frame of mind on the same page. I've played on teams 
that we weren't great defensively center field wise. And it's like, wait a minute, if we position ourselves well and you work just a little bit at it, I mean, I'm not going to catch things that hit off the damn wall anyway, right? So, <laughs> you know, you, you might as well be able to say, hey, I'm going to catch the things I can catch, position ourselves well. And then guess what? We got a deep lineup and we're going to score a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. And, and and keep them errors to a minimum. I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna make errors. I'm just saying you got the E is on the board for 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 a reason. They happen in the game, but you got to keep them to a minimum. I think they'll be fine. You know, I, I wanted to get your take on this because uh, it, it was fascinating to listen to Lindor in his in his opening press conference. And you you came up. It was not an analytic era when you came up. Obviously, it, it's you know taken over the game at at this point in time. And it was interesting to to listen to him because I I think what he was saying was, you know, analytics are fine before the game. I I like the the resource. I like the input. But if I'm in the field, he he was kind of knocking the shifts a little bit uh, because he said, if I'm in the field, let me be me. let Let me use my instincts out here instead of, you know, telling me where to go, where to stand, where to be. I, I want to get your thoughts on that and, and how that how that blends in because they're obviously going to be shifts. You know, they're 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 going to be you're going to be moved around and back a second base, uh, have the third baseman on the on the on the right side. Uh, just wanted to get your take on that and how um, you know how, how some players think about it and how they can adapt to you know to being in the the analytic world during a game. Well, I think he's adapting to it well. I think a lot of players are. Um, I even have. You know, I can't believe I'm saying it, AC, but I, I, I've adapted. <laughs> Me too. Right? Um, yeah, you know, I know. You know, I know you old school. So if you adapt in the hell, I'm on the right. You know, I'm on the right track. <laughs> but I, you know, I think about it like this, man. Um, understand what they're telling you, but then know your game and know what you need to do when you step on that field. So, I, look, I can go back to Tom Glavin. I can go back to Pedro. I can go back to these casts that come to me before the game and go look. When each row, when we when we went, you know, I was with the Mets, and and, and Glass mm-hmm. coming, he goes, "Look, why did that ball drop in front of you?" And I go, "Damn, he right." He goes, "I told you to play in," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, but I was." Wor-. He was like, "No, if he hits it over your head, it's my fault." So I go, "Okay." Mm-hmm. So when when you get the information, all you need to do is go to to you know today's starting pitch and go, "Hey, man." How you think we should play Stanton? Or how you think we right. should play Freddie Freeman or, or Cunha? Mm-hmm. And just talk and have a conversation and be like, hey, should I play him in the gap? How you feel it? And and then that and that eliminates all the other stuff. I mean that to me, that's playing the game. Understanding mm-hmm. the analytics is great. Understanding that they're gonna help you in, in some facets, absolutely. But if you forget, you know, the eye test and forget the communications and conversations that you need to have with it, with your boys. To me, that's not playing the game. So I, that, that would be my recommendation for cats who are on the fence with it. It's like, look, just have a conversation with a starting pitcher. It'll alleviate all the issues you have. Because if I go to you and go, hey, how should I play, dude? Should I play him on the track because you ain't feeling froggy? Cool. You know, but if it drops in front of me, that ain't my fault. Okay. That, and that is how I, I played it. It, it eliminated my me thinking, which was a great thing because I hated to think on the field. <laughs> and um, everybody's on the same page. 
Yeah, that's well, that's the bottom line. Be on the same page, and and you certainly don't want to tick off the starting pitcher. That that's for sure. Heck no. Just... <laughs> Heck no. Especially the Hall of Famer Tom Gladman. He's like, why did that ball fall? I'm like, hell, I, uh, I was playing deep. I can't lie. <laughs> you know. Uh, Cliff Floyd of the MLB Network, our guest there. I just want to take you across town for for a little bit. Uh, Garrett Cole, obviously at the top of the rotation for the Yankees, but you know, with Kluber, Tyone, they. Big question marks there. Now, it, it could work out great. They're both very good pitchers, and if they're healthy and they're in there. But is, is that a lot to ask heading into the season, having guys like that as, as maybe two, three in your rotation and, and asking a lot of them? Yeah, you know, for me, especially, you know, and, and you see it too, especially that, that division, right? There's yeah. a lot of foul power in that division. There's no, there's no outs. You know, when I say the, the pitchers don't hit in, in American League. So, I, I just look at, man, what's going on with the whole DH thing, EC? Let, let's talk about it. I guess we'll get to oh, that at some point. But, I know. But I, I just look at I look at the Yankees rotation, and I just say, hey, the, the question marks are what are you going to get consistently from these dudes if you air and bone? Meaning that, you know, is the bullpen going to be on edge consistently? Because that itself is not good. Mm-hmm. And how many arms are you going to need in the bullpen consistently if these arms are not what you need them to be? And and how you have to protect them because they haven't pitched a lot when you come through, you know, here it is right now um, early in March. But, hell, still cold outside. So protecting their arms, protecting them from themselves as far as injuries, and that's the biggest thing because every pitcher is going to say the same thing. I'm good. Give me the ball. Get out of the way. No, nope, I got to protect you from yourself because that that's the one thing you have to do if you're a manager. So it's a lot of responsibilities on the coaching staff to watch all these guys other than Gary Cole. I think that's a lot to ask. But um, you do have veteran guys, so hopefully they are, you know, communicating the right way and, 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 and keeping it truthful and, and allowing the staff to uh, – figure out some things because you can't kill your bullpen early in April, you see, and, and expect them to be good down the stretch. There's always pressure on an ace, but does it put too much pressure on a Garrett Cole who, because of that, until these guys kind of fall in line and you get everything going the right way that, you know, he's got to go out there and give you, you know, seven innings, eight innings, whatever, almost every time out. Well, the thing with him is he's just so dang good that, I don't think it matters. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about the money. I'm like, nah, forget the money. I mean, just watch him, right? Like, you know, I mean, he's human. He's going to have a hiccup every once in a while. But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, I need Garrett Cole with the ball um, and the opportunity for me to go to the postseason. Garrett Cole gets the ball. Opportunity for me to do anything. Garrett Cole gets the ball. So um, watching him, I don't think he put any added pressure on himself to be you know, any more than he's been because he's been terrific. You brought up DH, okay? And uh, it's uh, it's been bugging me all uh, offseason. I'm not a I'm not a DH fan, uh, Cliff, but I'm also I'm not a guy who's going to go kicking and screaming against it. Right? I think it's it's inevitable. It's going to be there. It was there last year. I don't understand why it's not here this year. But uh, talk about baseball doing itself a disservice here. Um, you know. Prior for, you know, I mean, we're still in the situation where we don't know. It's unlikely it's going to be there. But uh, I, I just think it's a ridiculous situation for the game to be in. 
It's a lot going on that I, I, I wish would just work itself out. You know what I'm saying? And, and just mm-hmm. just get us. We, we got so many things going against us, man. Like, can can, can we just just figure some things out so, so everybody can just chill and try our best to enjoy, um, you know, was something what, other than, than, than sitting at home and chill. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, well, what, yeah, yeah, what, what, did Rodney, what did Rodney King say years ago? Can we all get along? Can't we all, Can we all just get along, Remember? man? You know, <laughs> and we're fighting for, you know, everybody, I, I, all I hear is normalcy and getting back to this. And no, I'm like, and then we and then we don't know if we're going to have the DH. We don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just too much. And, um, you know, I just wish it would just figure itself out and we can, we can keep it moving and everybody can be happy and, uh, enjoy a great competitive fun season. That, that would be ideal for me to sit back and relax and enjoy this yeah. Uh I know it would help the Mets if they had a DH, but uh, – They're they right. They help a lot of teams. Yeah, it would. No, no question. Hey, um, with a, give me a team that, that you've seen that uh, you think will surprise people, that, you know, that not much has been said about them, but you look at them and say, I, you know, I, I think this team can do some damage. They're a team that you've seen that fits into that category? Man, you know what? I'm down here in Florida – down here in Florida, and I ain't talking about Tampa. I, I, look, I know everybody's talking about the Marlins and thinking, like, you know, what they did last year was a fluke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got some boys who can ball. I'm telling you. <laughs> they sure do. they do, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and when you think about, you know, opportunities and you think about how how teams give, you know, guys opportunities and they flourish and they do well. Well, that's what happened last year. I mean, you can have a, a more of a horrific start with, you know, uh, the COVID with the team and being stuck in Philly and, and yada, 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 right? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they just started balling. You know, Madeline gave mm-hmm. dudes opportunities and they balled. And they was like, oh, wait, we actually have something. So when you have three, you know, three guys in the rotation who can throw 95 plus and they know where it's going, you have some guys who can hit a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you just you just have some guys who can hit. You have some veteran leadership. To me, they just have a good a good core of players that can that can play. So, look, I know the NLE is going to be tough, but watch out for the Marlins just to not be a fluke of what happened in 2020. Yeah, I, listen. I I don't I don't disagree with you. I I think uh, Manningly is one of my favorite people people people. Okay, and I I think he's gotten better as a manager too. Um, uh, I think the players love him. Uh, you, you can probably sense that if you've if you've been around them. Um, yeah, and, they and, love him. You know, he, that's a great point. Yeah. And I mean, they do because he, he gives them a chance to play. And he's, you know, if, you know, he knows they're going to make mistakes, but he, he couches mm-hmm. it in a way that uh, it's a learning thing. And it's not, uh, you know, that's dumb. You can't do that. That's uh, he. Uh, and, and he's got enough kids on that team with raw talent that I, I think will listen to him. And, and you talked about the pitching. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, just what, just what that division needs is another team, which is going to be a headache. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, and, and you know, I, I heard one of Lindor's uh, interviews where he talked about every – he mentioned every team in, in the division. That all happened, right? Like, he came from the American League. He shouldn't know every damn team in, in the National League. But he mentioned right. every one, and I thought, he's done his homework. He knows, you know, yeah. what he's dealing with, every, you know, every time he steps on that field. 
when you're talking about the National League East. So I I, I strongly believe uh, in in managers giving you know youngsters opportunities, but I also strongly believe in the youngsters taking advantage of the opportunities, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean. You know, that's what you know. If you're going to have a team where you cannot talk about rebuilding for five, six years, then you know you have to get some return on what you gave up in Stanton and Ozuna and Yelich, right? So at some point, you have to. Some mm-hmm. these guys have to either shine or you do talk rebuild for five, six years. So um, I just like where they are. I like what they've added as far as you know the the, the guys they've added. Um, you know, via you know, you look at uh, Jesus Aguilar or whatever. I mean, yep. he got a he got another opportunity to shine, and and he's bounced mm-hmm. back. So, Lewis Brinson has to shine. I mean, they got Starlin Marte. Is, is, is I mean, you just yep. you can go through yes. that team and mm-hmm. start thinking about wow, dude. Okay, when they come to town, this is not just a you know, you're not looking at four game sweep. You want to beat these boys, yeah. Um, no, and also, yeah. it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, they have you know they have glue guys too with uh, you know Anderson and yeah. Miggy Ro- Miggy Rojas who is you know really the heart and soul of that uh, that team. Yes, and, he is. Uh, yeah, uh, and and you look at the you know you mentioned the starters Alcantara and Sanchez and Lopez guys they can throw. Yeah, I mean they they, they can throw. Give you, yeah, they're going to give you trouble. And uh, you know this one thing I always felt did you kind of know this too when you play and and everybody's in their pods in spring training when you play teams in your division in spring training by the time you get to the season and you face them you know the 18 19 times that you're doing there's no fear whatsoever it doesn't matter whether you have the talent of the other team there's no fear when you go on the field i've seen these guys a million times we can beat them you know we did it did it back in March when it didn't count, but uh, I, I've always felt that 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 gives them a little bit more of an edge because uh, they see it, them. It's so true, much, you know. Yeah. That that always happens when we played, uh, and you you start you know you you get you know and for a young team you only need two wins right before you think oh we good you know we yeah. had because you know we don't know right you get a couple wins you and don't let us win a series then it's really like okay now we got a shot. You know, we got a shot. You know, you you win a series against a tough team that's really good, and you like we win the World Series. That's how young teams think. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. you know, I, I mean, and 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 when you look at the whole league, you're starting to see these teams, you know, um, figure it out and add these pieces and look at Toronto, and you're saying, whoa, because teams are understanding windows of opportunities close, and you know that they close quick. And mm-hmm. if you if you waste, you know, the talent, you can say the Mets had, you know, starting pitching for years and it just never came to fruition. Well, I get it. But mm-hmm. it's it's all about adding, and I think this is when they've gotten it right. This is how you get it right. And you try to add even more. You try to get, you, you know, you try to get Trevor Bauer. You try to get George Springer. You know how hard it is to win. Yep. And to me, that just, if I'm a fan, I'm, I, I appreciate that because, you know, you understand that, you know, you put your money where your mouth is. You understand what, you know, you don't just come in and just say, hey, I want to own a team. You want to be, you want to be great. You want to step in and, and see Doves fill up that win column every night. It's hard to do. So when, you know, yeah. having that one of opportunity, man, it, it don't come around too often. And when you get it, you better keep it open. Clevy, always love talking to you. Um, Thank you uh, a ton for the for the time today. Before I let you go, I I wanted I wanted to ask about Rondell. 
my my man Rondell. Rondell White. Where, yeah, man. Where is he? How is he? What what's going on? What's what's up with Rondell? He's he's uh he's good. Good dude sits at the house. He sits at the house. Uh, you know he's he's chilling. He he has two kids. Um, I see him a lot. Um, his good. son plays soccer, so he's that oh, traveling wow. dad now. I'm like, yeah, his son's and, and you know he's not just the local. He's not the local soccer, you know, youngster. Yeah. He's a he's a traveling star. Travel, so traveling. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you. he'll text yeah. me and be like, hey, I'm in I'm in um, Albany, Georgia. I go, huh? What the hell are you doing in Albany, Georgia? Yeah, Youth sports, tournament. man. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah travel, it is. Travel teams. So, travel teams. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's doing. So he's uh, he's having a good time, man. He's enjoying retired life, and uh, we down in Florida. I, I golf now, and he don't. So he's he's trying to figure uh, it out. Okay. What's the what's yeah, the handicap? What, what's I'm your down handicap? for eleven, man. Ooh, wow. Yeah. that's sweet. That's nice. Yeah, and I just started. I just started before the pandemic, but you know what? Yeah. And yeah. I can't stand. I can't stand to stink at something, so I, I'm literally out there more than I should be. <laughs> that's you know, that's okay. But, you know, when you catch the bug, it it gets you pretty quick. You know, yeah. That eleven, that eleven will be down to five or six. I guarantee you, in about so. a year and a half. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. The ball don't move, and it, I, I just can't keep that thing straight. From it, just it don't move. Now, I, I didn't hit cutters and sinkers and sliders <laughs> all my life. <laughs> A little white ball don't move, and I can't hit that thing consistently. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a frustrating game. Definitely a frustrating yeah. game. Don't play McNeil, whatever you do, okay? Don't play Jeff McNeil. <laughs> do, do not do that, all right? He will He will set you up. He'll go out and shoot a 66, I guarantee you. All right? Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty dream. nasty in it. He's pretty nasty in that regard. Cliffy, listen, hope I see you soon, Okay. Um, no doubt. And stay well. Stay well. Stay safe. Uh, always great talking to you. Thanks for the time today. Appreciate it. Okay. And you as well, EC. Talk to you soon, okay, bud. You got it, man. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.